Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Later tonight we have Rep Round kicking off. We've got the under-19s, State of Origin, and then we've got all the internationals to follow over the weekend. It's going to be a cracking weekend. And Random Stats Guy joins me for the first time in a couple of weeks. I've been pretty busy the last few weeks with a heap of shit on, so uh, unfortunately didn't get to reach out to Rando, but mate, I'm glad you're back. Thanks for having me back on, Guru. Yeah, busy few weeks for me as well. Um, obviously, stuff outside of the uh, the random stats world that have got me a bit occupied, but happy to be back here and talk Origin and rep footy. Mate, let's talk Origin 1 quickly. What were your thoughts on that game? Mate, as a Queensland supporter, very happy with the result. Um, it was a given from the get-go, but no, it was a real spectacle, that game one. I thought the Blues have definitely hit the panic button on a bunch of changes off the back of that. I thought they didn't play too badly, especially when they had uh, Isaiah on the field. Um, they seemed to almost they almost won the game in the end in those last few minutes. So very interesting to see how they've changed their whole lineup here. But um, no surprises on some of those selections. It's a big move by Freddie because it's um, it's almost like he's trying to fix what's not broken to some extent, uh, but I mean, we've seen him do this before, make huge changes that we think are unnecessary, and then he's come home um, with the bickies at the end of the day, so we'll see how it plays out, but Perth into Brisbane, going to be a huge test for Freddie, Teddy, and the rest of the New South Wales boys. Mate, heading into State of Origin Game 2, uh, what do the stats tell you? Mate, it's very blue heavy. Uh, the Blues, they've won three of their last four Origins in a neutral state. Um, they've also won their last four games too. And to, to pile it up against Queensland and put their backs against the wall, Queensland have only won the first two uh, games of State of Origin once in the last decade. Um, so even in their, their, their time when they won uh, eight straight going back to 2006, besides that 2009 and 2010 where they buried the, uh, the Origin series in, the, in those first two games, We've only seen it three times since that 2006 glory year. 
Mate, it's unbelievable how close this contest just always is. Like, to take out that eight in a row, and even during that eight in a row, you feel like there was just landslide victories all the time. There wasn't realistically. It was always tight and close. It really is just something that just I, – I don't believe any other sport has this same sort of contest um, within itself. It's so exciting. You just don't know what the result will be. Like, even like this game, they're saying that maybe Queensland are the favourites now and, and obviously Freddie's blown his mind, but I couldn't tell you an exact winner. I couldn't put my house on a winner um, for this Origin Series, let alone this next game. Now, mate, Freddie, he has made a couple of big changes heading into game two. Matty Burton comes into the side from the Canterbury Bulldogs. Api Curacao, he returns from the Penrith Panthers. Angus Crichton also returns from the Sydney Roosters. And uh, one of our favourites, our boy Sifa Talakai, set to make his debut from the Cronulla Sharks. A huge, huge bolter coming into the side here. He's obviously been playing centre. I believe he'll be used as a middle forward off the pine for New South Wales. Tell me about these changes, mate. I know that Matty Burney was one that you were very, very high on uh, stats-wise heading into the State of Origin series. We actually put a post about him, and uh, everyone with a phone fucking got stuck, in, stuck into you, but all of a sudden, he's, he's everyone's favourite now. Absolutely amazing what happens when uh, the doggies start winning a few games. But no, Matt Burden well-deserved his um, role in State of Origin, albeit not being in that 14 role where I thought he would slot in, but in the centres where he's a premiership-winning centre from last year. Um, but where he's really stepped up his game is in the last four weeks. He's averaging seven more points per game um, since uh, round 10. He's averaging an assist per game and averaging more tackles. But the really interesting stat about that all is that he's touching the ball less. So his touches that he is making throughout the game are more effective. Um, He's averaging five less uh, receipts, as they call them, in the stats world. So unbelievable from Matty Burden. But yeah, as I mentioned, I will flag that we did say that he probably should have been there. He was in my statistical game one team, um, but he's definitely improved since then. He's up 18 stat rate ratings um, since uh, we last talked. Wow. What about Appy, Crichton, Talakai, mate? What have you got on these fellas? Angus Crichton, another player who I flagged in my statistical uh, blue state of origin side. He's up his game as well. He's running for 11 more metres uh, per game. He's making one extra offload per game and he's still making those same sort of tackles of 30, average of 33. So I completely understand why he got selected as well as his experience in origin. Uh, Api Corusau, I thought he would come off the bench when he was selected and it's an interesting move. They got Damien Cook there because I thought he played really well. He had 56 tackles and no misses in game one to Damien Cook. So interesting to see him relegated to the bench, but I'm sure they're trying to create their own uh, ben Hunt, Harry Grant situation there. But Appy, he's been getting more minutes for Penrith, touching the ball 11 times more per game. Uh, his run meters are up. His tackles are up. So all round, all round from defense and attack, he's been improving um, since Origin 1. Um, and then you've got Gerbo as well on top of that. Um, hasn't been as effective as the first three players that I ran through um, it, since Origin came, but you know that he does his job um, when he's wearing a blues jumper. So love to see him back on that side. And Talakai, of course, um, a lot of people saying he hasn't done much since that Manly game, but he is an absolute wrecking ball uh, for the New South Wales Blues and for the Cronulla Sharks, really. His close contact meters are up uh, seven since game one, um, seven per game, that is. Uh, his run meters may be down, but he's still damaging, and he will come off the bench, I guess, as a middle forward. I think that's the best... Um, 
best option for Freddie to go with. So really excited to see how he makes an impact in this game. Mate, one guy that you mentioned that I didn't have on my list, Jake Trevojevic. Uh, I think he's one guy that I don't even know if Freddie will give him a GPS tracker. It just The stats don't matter for Gerbo. It's just it's that little extra something, that little bit of uh, competitiveness that he brings to the Origin Arena, isn't it? And uh, He just cares, and you can't put a stat on someone who cares and gives 100% each game, um, regardless of his numbers. He's not like uh, your traditional locks like Isaiah Yo um, and what you're seeing from... Uh, uh, Ruben Cotter or Jason Taumalolo, really. He's um, really killing the game um, in his own way, and I think he'll be solid there and do his job on um, on Sunday. Mate, you mentioned Ruben Cotter there. He's obviously out of the Queensland side, as is Xavier Coates. So they've had a couple of changes. Uh, obviously, we, we've seen Tualungi. He's come on to the wing. Uh, we've seen Jai Arrow come into the side, but they were already in the squad uh, for game one. The new guys into the squad, some names here, Bo Furmore, Corey Oates, Reese Walsh. From memory, uh, I think nearly all of these guys got a feature in your side, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. All of my starting side, I had Reese Walsh originally above Kalen Ponga. Statistically, this year he's had more try and line break assists um, than Kalen, uh, more run pieces per game, and he's also got that uh, that kicking game. Obviously, all the three players are in the extended squad rather than in the squad, um, but still, uh, Billy Slater obviously follows me. I need to double check. I need to reach out to him as well for a, a statistical squad in that Queensland uh, coaching staff, but um, I'm happy to take those. And, of course, Bo Firma as well on top of that. I thought he was really unlucky to to miss a spot in the side uh, in game one, at least in that extended squad. Um, he's got the third most least penalties in the comp, uh, fourth for try involvement, the second rows, and seventh for tackles as well. So uh, he's a must in that extended squad, and uh, I think he'll relish his opportunity um, with the side uh, during training. Mate, did I just hear correctly, the one and only Billy Slater, the coach of the Queensland Maroons, he's following random stats guy, is he? Allegedly, I think, because he has to make those selections off the back of what he saw on that statistical team for sure. <laughs> uh, he must be. Has to be. He must be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, mate, obviously those are the guys that have come in. Congratulations to them. But there are still a number of guys who are unlucky to miss uh, the state of origin for game two. Who are those guys and why? I think the big one and what everyone's talking about, I heard Matty Johns uh, this morning talk about how he was uh, very. He was blown away that uh, Freddie didn't pick the fox. Uh, unbelievable stats that he's pulled out since uh, Origin One. He's averaged fifty more meters per game since he was left out of the squad. He also obviously has scored five tries in three games. And what's really interesting about this is actually he's actually still touching the ball the same amount, same amount of runs. He's just killing the meter game, um, taking his time and uh putting away the tries, finishing, I guess, as his job is as a winger. So I thought he was really unlucky. Another player who's a bit of left field, who I thought since they're selecting players like Jordan McLean in the extended squad, I thought Hudson Young was hard done by. He's averaged six tackle breaks per game since game one. He was averaging two before game one. He's also averaging 33 more metres per game and seven more tackles per game. And that's not a change in, in minutes. That's just a change in intensity for Hudson Young. So um, if he's not in the extended squad for game three, if the Blues lose, then um, uh, um, I'd be very surprised there because I think he's definitely deserving of an origin spot sooner or later. 
Now, mate, Hudson Young is a name that I did not expect you to mention, but I remember thinking for the first time I saw Hudson Young, he's talented, uh, he's got a bit of shit in him, he has just got origin written all over him. I completely agree with you. I think he would be a perfect guy to bring in for game three. Absolutely, and of course, someone to blood, especially if you're 2-0 down. I know they call it, I know there's no um, there's no dead rubber in an origin game, but you're always playing for passion. But if you want to blood someone new and test them out, I think Hudson Young's your man. He won't let you down. Um, he's putting up some great stats for the Raiders. And how about his match-winning try against the Knights last weekend? That was unbelievable. Mate, I was actually sitting there with uh, Timmy Williams w- watching that game with his brother. Uh, and uh, they're obviously Canberra Raiders fans. And after the Knights scored their last try, um, Timmy turned to us and said, oh, who's going to score? Who- who's going to be uh, the match winner for the Canberra Raiders? And I said, oh, I just set off the cuff, just spitting shit. I just went, oh, Hudson Young will score it for you. <laughs> and um, we got to <laughs> – he scored, and I looked at Timmy and I said, you better fucking mention that on Bloke in a Bar because that's my best work ever. And the bastard just buried it. Never brought it up again. I was fucking filthy at him. Mate, wow. Obviously, rep round uh, this weekend. So later tonight, we've got the New South Wales versus Queensland under 19s. And then we've got the NRLW State of Origin on Friday night. Uh, so obviously, you, your stats are targeted to NRL players in particular. So we won't touch on those games. I want to real, really dig into uh, the teams that matter as far as your stats go. And we kick off on Saturday, 2.30 p.m., New Zealand versus Tonga. For me, outside of origin, this is probably game of the week. I absolutely love these two lineups. They both look sensational. I look at both sides. The only real difference I can see or, 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 the, or the part where I think that they've got an advantage is that obviously in New Zealand, they've got some really experienced structured halves uh, that can direct them around. Like They've got Kieran Foran sitting on the bench for them at the moment. If you could give Foz to Tonga, fuck, we'd have a real game on our hands. I'm expecting New Zealand to win, but I think Tonga are going to put up one hell of a fight. What have you got here? Who are you guys to watch? Um, well, obviously, some real household names in this side, a real superstar lineup, I guess, for Tonga and New Zealand. So it's no new guys that you don't know of. Everyone here is experienced. Um, Sonny Luke, probably the lesser known, but we've seen what he's been doing at Penrith as well. Um, so who I really like to see is Joey Manu playing his first ever international in the number one jersey. Um, I've got some great stats on him at fullback. I really... Really like this guy at fullback. He's played 10 games, 10 first-grade games in that position. He's won eight times um, in that role. He averages 21 runs when he's at fullback for 211 metres. Uh, in his last four games at fullback, he's surpassed 200 metres. Now, to put that in perspective, James Tedesco has run 200-plus metres only four times this season. So, Joey Manu, he loves to run with the ball, um, but he's also really effective. I had this little stat that if, if Manu had played 189 games at fullback like Teddy had, he would have four more tries this, uh, one less line break than Teddy, but 232 more tackle breaks, which is quite mind-blowing considering <laughs> that Teddy's been always up the top there for, for tackle breaks in the NRL. Mate, it's a really exciting one. Obviously, you've got two star centers in the NRL, Joey Manu and Cola from the Manly Seagulls. Obviously, a younger star, both playing fullback. Personally, I think this is uh, their better position, both of them. Mate, the other one that I like, and I, I, I'm sure that you probably don't have the stats on hand, is that New Zealand have gone for Murata Kore in the centers. Uh, mate, every time he plays out there, he absolutely kills it. He puts every center he plays to shame out there. Is it something that you've noticed over time that his numbers at center have been pretty damn impressive? 
Yeah, absolutely. He's been killing it at centre. Of the nine games he's played, he has won seven occasions. So definitely a, a top-notch centre. And it's not the first time we've seen him in an international uh, play at centre either. He's also um, represented the Cook Islands in that position as well. Um, obviously coming up against lesser-known uh, rivals such as South Africa. But uh, nonetheless, he's an absolute star. He scored two tries in that role, but three tries for Parramatta, I guess, in that first-grade sense. So uh, I won't be surprised if he uh, stands up his uh, opposite centre uh, this weekend. But there's some pretty good ones in there. Penasini, probably. His, um, he'll probably come up against Penasini, considering Penasini plays right side usually, um, and Suley usually plays on the left. So a great inter-club battle there between uh, him and uh, Will. Mate, let's talk about the halves. I mentioned them before. Obviously, Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes, the starting halves for New Zealand. Katoni Staggs and Amon for Tonga. Mate, I, I thought it was going to be interesting. If Staggs would have been picked for Origin, you would have actually seen the you know the first-class debut of young Isaiah Katoa in Jersey 20. He's been signed uh, by the Dolphins for next year. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. Uh, if he would have come into this side, I think it would have actually given them a little bit more direction. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on Amon. And when I look at New Zealand, they got Brown, they got Hughes. Um, in 14, they've got Kieran Foran. And then in Jersey 20, they've got Tamara Martin. I mean, if you could give Tonga any one of those four, this game would be, it, it could be flipped on its head straight away, couldn't it? Absolutely. And that's where I think this game will be won is in the halves. Um, as you mentioned, Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes, uh, just such a star halves combo. Uh, Jerome Hughes, obviously six in the comps for try involvements. He's had 26, while Dylan Brown, his running game is the next level. His first line breaks of any half and second for tackle breaks behind Munster for any half. Opposed, you got Tony Staggs, who's only played 11 minutes in first grade in that 5-8 position. Um, it was against Parramatta and they lost, ended up losing 16-32, but I don't think it mattered because he was uh, taken off injured. And then you got a Monet as well, who has played second fiddle all season to Ben Hunt, who um, has, for, for instance, Hunt has c- contributed 25 try involvements of the Dragons, 44 tries compared to Mono, who only has 10 involvements. So uh, I just don't know where they find their points, Tonga. It definitely be some spark from the from the forwards, definitely. Uh, an offload, uh, a bit of ad-lib footy, I think that's how the Tongas will score. Um, but they're going to have to do it tough. They've only, uh, they've only won one of their six uh, games against New Zealand in their history. So it's going to be a tight one there at Mount Smart. Very, very tight. What's your score prediction there, mate? If I uh, gunned ahead, what would you tell me? I reckon New Zealand bring them to ground here. I reckon they get up probably about 30 to 12. Yeah, I'm sort of seeing a bit of a similar scoreline. I just think that those halves, and Jerome Hughes in particular, I really think at the back end of the game, he'll uh, he'll put them to the sword. But we'll be a cracking game. Really looking forward to that one. The second game, Samoa taking on the Cook Islands. Uh, mate, this Samoa side is absolutely stacked. I think the Cook Islands are out to about $21, $22 or something like that. Uh, it is going to be a tough gig. They've obviously got a number of players, the Cook Islands, that are playing for other nations like New Zealand. There's a heap of guys in that side. I'd like to think that hopefully some of those guys will play for the Cook Islands in the World Cup. It'd make life very, very interesting. But at the moment, it's a squad that lacks a lot of experience. But you have got a player to watch uh, in this team, and I believe he's uh, the son of a sneaky gun. Absolutely. I ever heard of Tony Iroh. Um, that's who I'm looking at, his son, K.L. Iroh, for, who plays for Newtown Jets in New South Wales Cup. Now, he's leading in the New South Wales Cup, first in post-contact metres, uh, second for tackle bus and line break 10, 
Um, he's also averaging 184 metres per game, which uh, if you took him into the NRL, he'd be sitting fourth um, in that category. So, so much to watch from him. Uh, one of the star fullbacks is another player I'll get to in the next game who is going to be quite like him. But keep an eye out for the number one for Cook Island because uh, obviously he's got that family pedigree and he could uh, he could really this game wide open with his running game if he uh, gets the chance. Mate, I'll say this about Iroh. Personally, I think that if he was at um, a number of other NRL clubs, I think you would have seen him already in first grade. As you said, he's been carving it up down there. Uh, he's got the bloodline. Uh, he's got it all to be there. I thought uh, one, one one pick that stood out for me here, uh, which I think should be very interesting, it's the captain in the 5'8", Isan Masters. I did not see this one coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, whoever knew that he'd be uh, the 5'8 for a team? Um, he's got great ball play. I'll give it to that. He's a great offloader. Um, be interesting to see how his playmaking skills go. I'm excited to see. Obviously, off the bench, they've got some good players there. They've got uh, Makatoa from the Parramatta Eels, Davey Mawali from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So uh, they do have some big bodies there. The other one that I'm keen on seeing is Xavier Willison. Uh, we saw him play for uh, the Brisbane Broncos over the last few years. Haven't really seen much of him this year. A really big body who I think's very, very handy. Uh, mate, where will this game be won? I'm trying to pick a strength in this uh, Samoan side and fuck me there are some strengths aren't there they are absolutely stacked at the moment this is probably probably an all-star left side attack in my opinion you've got Josh Schuster Isaac, Isaac uh, Tago and uh, obviously Taylor May coming down that left side and I just don't know how you can possibly stop that unfortunately it's going to be a, a tough initiation for these Cook Island outside backs because They'll be running there all day. Uh, I'm assuming that Anthony Milford, I know he's playing halfback, and we traditionally see those players run that right side, but I reckon he comes down the left as well on top of that. So you've got so much experience coming down that way. And if you don't think they're going to come left, then you've got one of the best finishers in the game, David Nofaluma on the right. But personally for me, I think uh, this left side attack is going to eat the Cook Islands apart, I think. Taylor May is going to score a fair few tries. Tago's going to jot in as well. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Schuster shows and goes. Yeah, that left side's looking unbelievable. I was hoping that uh, young Ronald Volkman uh, would get a gig in this side. I was hoping that he'd be controlling that left side. Uh, that would have been unreal to see him. Interesting to see Chanel Harris-Tavita at six. I'm, I haven't heard. Has he said that he's going to play the World Cup at the end of the year? Have you heard anything? All I know is that he's taking a gap year at the next year. So I was very interested to see. Surely he's put his hand up for the World Cup if he's getting a start over Volkman here or even Fermanu Brown, who usually plays that starting half role for Samoa in previous tests. So um, he must be eligible for the World Cup. It must be his final hurrah. And then he sticks on at Europe and goes Kentucky. Fuck, he's going to enjoy himself. He's going to do some serious <laughs> damage over there. I'll tell you what, mate. The other thing I was hoping to see was Josh Schuster. I mean, I'm happy to see him on the left edge. That's all good and well. I was hoping to see him in the 13 jersey. Aloye has been playing very well, but I'd love to see Schuster play through the middle and uh, just give him a bit of a license to roam around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've never heard of the chat about him being through that middle. So if you want to elaborate, what do you, what do you want to see from him when he comes in that 13 role? Well, mate, if I was the Manly Seagulls right now, I would be shifting Jake Trevojevic into the front row. Whilst they've got Foz and Chez, he obviously wants to play 
um, 5'8 at the moment, but you couldn't possibly move Foz out of this side. I, I would love to see Shoes to play through the middle. And, you know, I don't think he'd be your traditional sort of uh, link man like Isaiah Yo. I think you would just give him a bit of a license to go and play footy. The thing that does make it hard with that Manly Seagull side is that you've got Dylan Walker there as well. So he comes on and plays a similar role. So it might get a little bit crowded, uh, too many mouths to feed at club level. But I just thought him playing both sides of the ruck, just being allowed to pop up wherever he wants, I thought he could be lethal for uh, Samoa in this game. Put Put it this way, if I'm the Cook Islands, I am stoked to see him pigeonhole on one edge. Yeah, absolutely. I think they wouldn't be able to handle him if he was popping up on uh, both sides of the field or even straight through the middle towards the back end of the game. So uh, it's probably a, a handicap that he's in that second row position. Mate, what do the stats say about this game? I'm uh, I'm a little bit nervous about what I'm going to hear here for the Cook Islands. Uh, you shouldn't be because Samoa have been very vulnerable of late. They've only won one of their last eight internationals dating back to 2016. They had a pretty lackluster World Cup in that 2017 campaign where they only drew a game um, and lost the rest. So um, there's an opportunity there for the Cook Islands to poke their heads through. However, you just this, the strength of the outfit of Samoa is why they're $1. Or I don't even know if betting suspended yet for them just yet because I just can't see them losing this one, unfortunately. There obviously is a bit more going on with Samoa behind the scenes. There's obviously always been issues with uh, the coach, Matty Parrish, and whatnot. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, before the World Cup does roll around because there seems to be a lot of guys that won't play for this team as long as he's coaching it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, imagine if that John's yarn came about and they were coaching this team. That would be uh, – they'd be some superstar side. Mate, if the Johns boys come along, and I'm sure they'd get Sonny Bill on board, and then I'm sure that yeah. you know some of our kangaroos like Jerome Luai, like um, Junior Borlo, like all these guys would go and play. And then as a kangaroo, mate, I would be very fucking nervous because all of a sudden we've got to beat one, maybe two sides. Then all now we've got to beat New Zealand, England, Samoa, Tonga. I mean, it could be a real fucking handful for the kangaroos. Absolutely. It would turn into a proper World Cup for once, which would be good because you just need to see that competition from the internationals. And it's only good for our game to see uh, players like that, uh, former players like the Johnses, and obviously the, the experience of Sonny Bill and what he's done for the Polynesian um, heritage as well. That would be absolutely insane. And I, I reckon they could uh, convince a few players to come jump ship for sure. All right. Score prediction. Uh, Samoa, bye. What have you got? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, geez, I'll be nice for the Cook Islands. I reckon they'll score a try, but I think it will be around that 40 to 4, maybe even 50 potentially with uh, what this left side can produce. Fuck, couldn't even give him a conversion, you bastard. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, let's move to the last game on Saturday, 7.50. We've got PNG versus VG. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it's been a pretty low-key uh, build-up to this game just quietly. I haven't really heard all that much about it. I mean, there are a number of first graders spread out across both sides. You'd probably argue um, that Fiji, they've definitely got the 
the the upper hand. Uh, they've got some very good players in some very key positions. Halves once again kind of lacking. I almost argue that uh, PNG might have the advantage in the halves, but when it comes to the backs and the forwards, uh, it's definitely Fiji with the advantage there. Who's your player to watch here, mate? We just spoke about the Panthers' left edge, and I remember watching them in reserve grade, and there was always one other guy in that team that always stood up for me, and he's uh, he's your player to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope I don't botch his name. Sonia Tarava from the for the Penrith Panthers, um, playing for Fiji in that fullback role. He ranked second in post contact meters in the in New South Wales Cup, second in tackle breaks, um, same amount as uh Iroh, who I just mentioned before, and he also leads the comp for kick return meters by nearly two hundred meters to his next rival. Uh, he has seven hundred and ninety nine uh, kick return meters which sits in third in the NRL above James Tedesco. So when they kick back to him, they better watch out because he loves that sort of open field play um, as as you would expect from a Fijian player, especially when you look at the Fijian seven style of rugby. Um, he loves that open side of field when it breaks out in that game. So I'm really excited to see how uh, he goes for Fiji. Now, mate, I'm not sure which one has shocked me more, Isan Masters at six and skipper or uh, Kev Nagama at six and skipper for Fiji. Did not see this one coming. I'm all right with this one because Kevin Naguama has played in the halves for Fiji before and he's won both games. So I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt here and say it's a much better call than Isan Masters, who has never played in the halves in his uh, NRL career. Now, the other one that's probably taken people by surprise, and he's not going to play like a tra- traditional 13 by any means, <laughs> but Tane Milne at lock, uh, I, I sort of think that sometimes he's a little bit pigeonholed out there. I think that people forget he was a back rower for a very long time. Tane Milne is strong as a fucking ox. I think he's going to get give PNG a lot of headaches out there. He's probably going to give his halves a lot of headaches too. But uh, Tane Milne, I'm excited to see him just uh, rumble through the middle. Absolutely. It'd be really interesting how he performs in defense, but uh, Tane's come from basically the same sort of background as Angus Crichton, especially during his schoolboy years when he was with uh, Newington. Um, just want to make sure I got the right one. Yeah, Tane Milne. Um, he was playing inside center, the same position that Angus Crichton was, so naturally born for that middle and the forward rows, as you mentioned in his earlier playing days. So it'd be really interesting to see how he goes in that lock position. He's definitely no stranger. Um, but that's where the game will be won, in my opinion. I think the forwards are where you got to look to it. you got Tui and Kikau for Fiji, who are going to lead the charge. But they also have got um, Milne, as you said, playing out of position. they got Sadrugu in that number 12 jersey, who is a centre in Queensland Cup. And you've also got Ratu Varkasirivalu, um, who's only averaged 21 minutes per game in the Queensland Cup. He's only played three games as well, so I don't know how long He'll last as a starter, but he has done it before for Fiji in the past. Um, and then you've got this PG, PNG pack who've got Sylvester Namo in front row who scored three tries in his last five games and averaged 100, per, 100 metres per game. And then the real matchup that I really like to see is Nixon Putt up against Viliami Kikau. Um, Nixon Putt averages 140 run metres per game in the Queensland Cup and 23 tackles per game. So be really interested to see how he tames Viliami kick out. So that would be a really good matchup. But as you said, um, CG, they've got the, the beautiful outside backs in Sebo and Ravalawa. They've got um, some great centers as well. PNG, probably Olam. Um, you've got David Mead, Alex Johnson at fullback. But everywhere else on the field, they're probably lacking experience. So it'll be interesting to see where this one lands. 
I'll tell you what, mate, I hope both these squads have got uh, 34 ice baths ready for uh, Sunday <laughs> morning because knowing how PNG play, uh, the Fijian boys, they're going to be in for it. And we know that when PNG stand up, the Fiji boys will respond. I'll tell you what, if I was playing for Fiji, I'd be doing my best to run into um, Alex Johnson every time. He's probably the only one that couldn't kill me, I think. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It'd be interesting to see how he goes. Maybe even David Mead might be a bit more sympathetic, but the oh, rest of them. I'd love a David hard. Mead cuddle. <laughs> Fuck, I'd do some weird shit for some David <laughs> Mead cuddle. Mate, tell me uh, what are the stats? Tell us about this one. How's it going to play out? These games are traditionally tight since 2015. It is uh, two wins to PNG, two wins to Fiji. Uh, none of these games have gone over that 13 plus mark. Um, Especially Fiji alone, uh, they've won seven of their last ten internationals, but only one of their last four mid-season internationals. So when they play in this June play uh, June part of the season and don't have their key stars, um, obviously their NRL players out released um, to play for them. So really interesting to see how Fiji go. I reckon they've got the wood over them, but this will be a bloody tough tussle. And as you said, uh, there's not enough ice in New Zealand. Um, to, to, to probably uh, save these blokes from a few bumps and bruises. I think Fiji win this probably 24-12, in that range. So we've got Fiji 1-12, we've got Samoa 13+, plus, and then have you got New Zealand 1-12 or 13-plus plus there? I reckon New Zealand 13-plus plus for this one. Yep, lovely. Mate, uh, thank you for joining us. Once again, it's going to be a cracking weekend of rep footy. Uh, make sure you go and follow Random Stats Guy on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Have you dove, have you dove into uh, TikTok yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. I, um, I don't have any dance moves or any trends yet. You're going to have to <laughs> teach me a few moves, Gary. Yeah, I'll show you a few. Don't worry. Bring your dancing shoes <laughs> next time. Uh, mate, thanks for joining us once again. I always do appreciate it. Guys, make sure you go and follow Random Stats Guy on all of your social media platforms. Thank you, Legend. Thanks for having me, Guru. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.